one of the privileges of being the preacher is I get to change things about the sermon at the last minute. <laughs> things like the title, the scriptures, but other than that, everything else is the same. So I'm going to ask us to read a little bit more, uh, and for some reason Siri is trying to talk to me. Go away. <laughs> this is a first. Uh, I don't know why it's doing this. But anyway, uh, so uh, what I'd like for us to do, instead of starting at John chapter 10, verse 22, to begin instead at John 10, verse 7 through 16, and then 25 to 28. And what I want to, us to try to get is a picture of what Jesus is saying about shepherds and being the good shepherd okay so John 7 through 16 reads so again Jesus said to them very truly I tell you I am the gate for the sheep all who come before me are thieves and bandits but the sheep did not listen to them I am the gate Whoever enters by me will be saved and will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The hired hand who is not the shepherd and goes not uh, and does not own the sheep, sees the wolf coming and leaves the sheep, runs away, and the wolf snatches them and scatters them. The hired hands run away because a hired hand does not care for the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own know me just as the Father knows me and I know the Father and I lay down my life. For the sheep. I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold. I must bring them also, and they will listen to my voice. So there will be one flock, one shepherd. And going to verse number 25, Jesus answered, I have told you and do not believe. The works that I do in my Father's name testify to me, but you do not believe because you do not belong to my sheep my sheep hear my voice i know them and they follow me i give them eternal life and they will never perish no one will snatch them out of my hands this is the word of god for the people of god thanks be to god So if I were to retitle the sermon, it would be, The Lord is My Shepherd. The only thing in this life that is certain is uncertainty. This saying is especially true during these times as we exit from the pandemic, or should we say as the pandemic is slowing before it speeds up again, we are experiencing change and transition in our culture, in our society, and here in this church. 
at a very rapid pace. Today is the first Sunday without Eric as pastor in this pulpit. Pastors come and go, serving for a time and a season with a particular congregation. Pastors develop close relationships within congregations during their time in ministry. And that's what makes goodbyes hard, really hard. Presbytery's ethical boundaries policy discourage continued pastoral relationships with a former congregations by former pastors to facilitate preparing for relationships with a coming new pastor. And even though I support such presbytery policies, it's hard because we're all human. We care. And the relationships that we built mattered to everyone very much. Now, this doesn't mean that you can, uh, cannot call or, or visit Eric, um, although I, I would suggest you avoid visiting Arizona in the summer. <laughs> Strongly suggested. Uh, it just means that you should give him a break from worrying about what's happening at this church. He has a new call now. Allow him to let go and move on with his ministry. There are always a range of emotions when there's any kind of pastoral transition. Sadness with saying goodbye to a pastor who has served for a certain time and season. Anger with the timing. And because none of us are universally liked, relief for some that a pastor is moving on. There may be anxiety around choosing the next pastor. Some may even wonder how Will the congregation go on now? Who will the next pastor be? Uh, how will the next pastor lead us and serve us? And whether he or she will be a good fit or just merely tolerate it. No matter what the circumstances, goodbyes are hard. So, it's okay to feel whatever you're feeling about this pastoral transition. Be it sadness, be it anger, be it relief, be it anxiety, or all of the above at the same time. But I want you to know something, my siblings in Christ. You are going to be okay. We're going to get through this together. Amen. So I believe God has a word of hope for us this morning from the biblical texts that have been read. Now, if you are like me, you don't know much about shepherds. I can count on one hand the number of times I've actually seen a sheep 
and I think it's sheep and not Shep or whatever, right? I would think for us today that the psalm would have played better if it were about cowboys and cattle. But I guess the Lord is my cowboy doesn't have the same ring. <laughs> he leadeth me by the riverbed, and yea, though I walk near the barbed wire fence, uh, his cattle prod protects me. No, that, that doesn't get it, though. The gospel according to Craig. So we are left to use our sanctified imaginations and try to figure out what a shepherd is and why this image uh, that the, is the image the psalmist used and, and why Jesus would use it. For the audience of Jesus, being a shepherd had many possible meanings. Uh, they probably knew the stories of Moses and David. They would be familiar with Moses as a shepherd whom God called from the burning bush while Moses was attending his flock. They would be familiar with David and how David learned to be a fighter and a warrior by defending the sheep from a lion and a bear. Others in Jesus' audience associated a shepherd with the idyllic life, life that, that with nostalgic notions of, of rest and taking ease with nature. See, the shepherds worked outside under the countless stars of the heavens, and, and the shepherds kept the flocks uh, on rolling pastures with shaded trees near babbling brooks. How beautiful. But for others, shepherds arose suspicion. Shepherds were perceived as rough and dishonest, corrupt and immoral characters. Shepherds were known to pasture their animals on other people's land. They were known to steal the wool and the milk and sheep from their own flock. Jesus speaks of shepherds who were hired hands and indicated that they were thieves and robbers. In addition to thoughts of David and Moses and shepherds, when Jesus called himself the good shepherd, I'm sure the words of Psalm 23 echoed through the minds and the hearts of his listeners. The Lord is my shepherd. Psalm 23 is about sheep. There's something innocent yet mischievous about these creatures. For the psalmist, uh, from that perspective, they seem hungry and restless and fearful. From the perspective of Jesus as the good shepherd, sheep are in need of leadership and protection. They are vulnerable to their inner urges and outside predators. If left to their own devices, these poor animals may end up lost or drowned 
or eaten by a predator. There are times we resemble sheep. Times when we feel our best just isn't good enough. Times when we have more things to do than time to do them. Or when our money falls short of our needs. When our patience is no match for the latest news cycle, social upheaval, financial downturn, or pandemic uptick. There are times we too are wandering, lost, and in need of direction. This is a time to confess. This is a time to say, the Lord is my shepherd. In his commentary on Psalms, Patrick Miller calls the first stanza of Psalm 23 a statement of faith, a statement of confession. How many of you went through confirmation and had to write a statement of faith? All right. How many of you have worked with confirmands to help them to write a statement of faith? All right. And if you are a minister of word and sacrament, you have to have a statement of faith every time you go to receive a call. I had to show my statement of faith when I came to receive the position as your presbytery executive. Now, I make it a habit to update my statement of faith every couple of years. I wanted to reflect who I am and where I am on my faith journey. But I also want to sound cool and hip uh, and not like uh, it sounded when I graduated from seminary in the mid-1990s. I wanted to show current theological images and language. But I'll tell you, after preparing this sermon for you, I'm thinking of making a change to my statement of faith. I wanted to begin with, The Lord is my shepherd. We love the Lord's prayer, and we should. We say it every Sunday in worship. And often, we say it in meetings, when we have meetings at the church. But I wonder what would happen if we also said those few lines from Psalm 23 at the beginning of our time together as we join hands or as we clasp our hands in prayer and we simply say, the Lord is my shepherd. These few words usher in the presence of the Holy Spirit into our space. Ben talked about place. And these few words usher in uh, the Spirit uh, and and it lets us know that we recognize our weakness and our vulnerability as humans and that we need God. We realize that we are not alone in the challenges that we face or the struggles that we encounter because the Lord is my shepherd. 
by beginning our meetings, our prayers, our time together with these few words, we are also looking for God in every situation. We want Jesus in the room. We are seeking the movement of the Spirit in our homes, in our schools, in the marketplace, and in our church. We are listening for the still, small voice of God, a voice that is familiar and safe and comforting. When we are looking for direction, when we are trying to figure out what we should do next, uh, which way we should go, should we bring Ben in or not? This is a time of discernment. The biblical root of discernment means to sift, to sift. Uh, it's like sifting wheat on the threshing floor. Uh, in the sifting process, they, they throw the, the, the grain into the air and, and the wheat is separated from the shaft by the winds. What decision are you discerning today? What are you sifting in the breeze of the Holy Spirit. And how do we know if the decision we're making is right, is the will of God? Now, I'm not one for three points in a poem, but I got three points. <laughs> So our text provides us, provides us with marks to help us to know if we are going in the right direction. One mark is, does this decision bring us life? Jesus said, I come that they might have life and have it abundantly. Does the decision bring energy into the room or does it create an atmosphere of defeat? Is your heart quickened by the idea or saddened by the thought? A second mark, is the decision inclusive? Is it building bridges? Jesus said, I have other sheep that do not belong to this fold, so there will be one flock. The message of Jesus is an inclusive message. It seeks to bring people together, not drive them apart. If you can see people coming together around the decision, then you're on the right path. The third mark, does the decision reflect God's grace? Psalm 23 says, goodness and mercy shall follow me. The word follow is better translated as pursue. Pursue. Goodness and mercy shall pursue me. See, grace can be seen in God's mercy, but I believe grace is also in God's 
relentless pursuit of us as badly as we are capable of acting and the dumb stuff that we do, as often as we mess up, God will not let us go. God will pursue us, chase after us, and anoint us with forgiveness and grace because our God is a compassionate God. In one of my favorite hymns, Come Thou Font of Every Blessing, I'm always touched by the stanza. Oh, to grace, how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be. Let that goodness, like a fetter, Bind my wandering heart to Thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it for Thy courts above. This stanza sounds like the voice of someone who knows a good shepherd. A shepherd who's willing to lead to good pastures, avoid dangers, forgive mistakes, comfort and care for the sheep. A shepherd who calls us by name and reminds us that we are God's beloved child, a shepherd who will be present in this church as you discern the direction that God would have you to go for your next pastor. Jesus is the good shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Amen.